Welcome to Pockets of Time. I'm Chunky Panda. Dive in as we uncover those unexpected gems of clarity and inspiration. From mental well-being to lighthearted fun, we're all about growth and a positive mindset. Looking for a lift or some clear-headed insights? You're in the right pocket. Let's unravel the magic together. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Pockets of Time. I'm Chunky Panda, your host, and I am actually here today with a special guest, DQ. We met, I want to say, do you remember? It was like February. Yeah, February. Yeah. So we met in February. He's been my stylist for the past I know the one shoot, we had three outfits, so I'm going to count that as like three shoots, four or five. So we've been like through five shoots together Mm -hmm. and he styled me. And when I tell you, I loved all my outfits. I got published and I didn't even know what published meant. (laughs) And so I got a little magazine with myself in it and I was like, what the hell? This is so crazy. But yeah, I just, we just wanted to get on here and just talk about self-worth, confidence, and pretty much how he got into the styling world. So I guess that's my intro of you, but I will let you introduce yourself. My name is Daquan. (laughs) I started styling in 2016, so Mm -hmm. I've been doing it eight years, going on nine. Yeah. Started out working in fashion shows. From fashion shows, I did that actually for a couple of years Mm -hmm. to to try to get experience with working with people. Was it like local fashion shows or did you travel to do it or? I actually did local, but I did New York Fashion Week. Oh, wow. I did. I got to do that. I worked under a couple of people that was Mm. more advanced than me. Yeah. What was your bridge into that? Because I I know you like start, but who was that person that was like, hey, I'm going to take you under my wing kind of thing? As in, he actually, I worked with a stylist designer his name is larry underwood mm-hmm. he lives in new york oh wow but he was coming out here doing shows yeah he would ask me to be a part help him style get the models together for his shows mm-hmm. that uh he was showcasing his pieces that he was showcasing and from there um i was working with charlotte Singh out uh here too yeah i, I did that for 2016 i think no, this 2016. But it was really a girl named Ashley. A girl named Ashley. She was the first one that I would say introduced me to the styling world. I still remember her to this day because she was a stylist. And she had me be a part of a photo shoot. And then she had me be a part of a couple of her events. That's invite beautiful. me to some fashion shows and stuff like that. So. I feel like that's like true community where it's like, hey, you know what? I like you. Let's work together. And then also, let me just bridge you into all these other events, which Mm -hmm. is beautiful. I want to say, how was it like, did your family know this is what you do? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Did they, were they like weird about it at first? Because I know it's, I feel like a lot of times parents are like, oh, you need to get like a real job. I don't know, like a doctor or nurse or a tech job or something. Were they like weird about it or? I think for me, is this really what you want to do and are you going to take it serious? I think that because my family has always been supportive in everything I I do. I love that. So I think when I started 
really saying, oh, I want to be a stylist. I, I kept saying it, like, I want to be a stylist, I want to be a stylist, but it's like, I felt, they didn't say this to me, but I feel like in my mind, if you want to be something, you need to work. Like, you need to work, like, you need to work, work. You got to put your deposits into yeah. the universe. You can say yeah. it, you can manifest it, but if you make no moves towards the action, then it's, like, dreaming and just, yeah. like, being like, I wish. Put some action behind what you're saying, and I think for me, I need it to, and it's not that you're trying to get your family's approval, but it's like, dang, for your family to see you doing something that you stick to what you say you was going to do a couple of years ago, for me, that was important to me because it's, you need your support of your family. You don't need it, but it's it, nice to have. It's nice to have yeah. it. And I think for me, once. I really took it serious. I'm like, no, I'm going to be a stylist. Like, I'm going to work. I'm going to figure out how you do this. I'm going to talk to people. I'm going to get under people who I can work with. What can I do? I got to do some free stuff for a couple of years, then it's fine. But if it's going to help me be the type of stylist I want to be, then I have to, I'm going to have to do it. I love that. That's And when you say it like that, you realize, because a lot of people say, oh yeah, I want to do this. I want to do that. But there's no fire or passion. And just yeah. hearing you speak about it, I just sit here and I'm like, damn, you definitely found your purpose, your, the things that light you up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's incredible. And it goes back to saying when people say, and this is a saying that I think I've heard over time where it's like, what is it? Um, when you start doing the things that you say you're going to do, you spark this belief within yourself that you can do it. And I think when you started doing that for yourself, that's when it was like, what do you mean? I am this person. I am this. So now, therefore, I have this complete confidence in myself. Now I'm going to do it. There's no reason why I wouldn't. And Mm -hmm. I think that's so incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I had to believe in myself. Yeah. Was it, were there like a lot of times where you had a lot of self-doubt? Because I know it's like hard because like I said, you know, you start comparing yourself and you look at all these people and then you're like, oh man, I'm not that far ahead or I'm not like close or am I ever going to get there? Yeah, I, I went through all of that. I mean, I went through the uh, self-doubt of myself. Uh, maybe I'm not good enough of uh, that other people are or maybe I'm not, you know, maybe I don't have this type of skill or maybe I should have went to school or maybe I should have did this. It was all of that, but I think for me, I had to realize that I'm in my own lane. Yes, sir. Woohoo! Wait, where's the applause button? Yay! <laughs> I like it. Okay. <laughs> I am. I, I really feel like I don't need clicks and uh, groups. I feel like for me, I work well in my own lane. Me being who I am has gotten me this far as in me not really having being signed or anything yeah. like that. So, yeah, I, I had all those insecurities, especially with styling, because you are putting yourself out there to the world to be judged mm-hmm. with clothes and stuff like that. I, I quit a lot. Trust me, I, I quit a lot <laughs> in styling. I was like, I'm done. What was the hardest moment that you can recall that you were just like, I don't think I want to do this. I think I might just not continue on with this path if i'm being honest it was the moment where i felt like i had hit rock bottom Mm -hmm. i was 
it was a, a lot of things going on in my life at, at, at that specific time, and I was losing everything. As in, I was losing opportunities. I was losing a management that I was with at the time, and mm-hmm. I was, it, it, it was just a lot of things, and I was really suicidal yeah. at that time. Mm-hmm. The break. Yeah. And I feel like that was the lowest of the lowest that, that I ever felt in my life. Yeah. So I want to say, what was your saving grace? What was your like, wow, I, there is more to just this. And, and I'm sorry that you felt that way at that time and experienced that. Yeah. I'm glad I got through it. But it, in particular, I could just say, like, I had it all planned out how I was going to do it and all this other stuff. And I received a call from a model friend of mine mm-hmm. that day. Mm-hmm. And she didn't know anything that was going on or anything mm-hmm. like that. And she called me and left me a voicemail. And she was just talking to me and she was just saying, she was like, Daquan, she told me to call her. I wasn't going to call her. But something was like, just call her. Just call her. Yeah. I called her and I talked to her for about, I don't know how long, but when I called her, everything that I was feeling in that moment, she already knew that's how I was feeling. And knew that was because I, that was the moment um, that I was going to take my own life. It was on a Sunday. Yeah. And she called and I talked to her and I, I knew I was at that moment because she just let me cry. I think I cried. Like, I don't even know. It was so long. Yeah. And I feel like it was like a release that you needed that. I think a lot of the times we grow up to, we're like, oh no, we can't cry. We can't be weak. We can't be this. And then it just, then you hold it and then you don't want to burden anyone. So you don't talk about it and it makes it even worse. And I think it's very common and very empathetic people. Yeah. And, but I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad that we're sitting here talking about this and being able to let this out into the open so that someone else who may be going through something similar can like have some comfort. Yeah. Yeah. She was my, to me, I feel like she was a light for me because she did not know what I was going through. Mm -hmm. But to me, I feel like she was sent and I needed her right in that moment. And so the reason why I named my podcast Pockets of Time is because moments like this. It's yeah. you never know. And there's this person that you may have not talked to for a minute and they call you or they get in touch with you and they tell you exactly what you need to hear. And yeah, she was sent to you because yeah. it's not your time because you're supposed to do so much more. Yeah. And yeah. And, my, and, and I was saying another friend of mine, his name is Jabari. Like he was another person. Uh, for me that was really have been like supportive as in and not to say my other friends not but as in in that moment that I was in that mm-hmm. he was another one that was Daquan I, I know this is what you're supposed to be doing I know it this is your calling this is your gift and I'm not about to let you give up on yourself yeah. And I've worked with you multiple times and I've, it's like this spark in you. Cause then yeah. I'm like, let me just do this. And you're like, no, no I'm going to do it because I know that it's going to be done a very specific way. And it's just, 
I've never seen someone with so much like passion and spark. I've seen in other fields, but like in this, I'm just like watching you and I'm like, it brings you joy and I can yeah. feel it and it yeah. makes me happy. And I'm like, wow, I really want to do this shoot. Like, You're right. Yeah. So I love it. I thank do. you for all of it. Yeah. I love working with you and I, I, I love styling you and that creating different looks. And for me, it's my happy place. Yeah. It's your it creative process. And I think a lot of people don't realize this, but creativity is a way to release. Like mm -hmm. whether it's singing, dancing, styling, painting, whatever it is that you're into. And I think a lot of people aren't able to touch that. And that's what yeah. happens when you can't release that part of you. Yeah. It becomes stagnant energy and then you get stuck and mm -hmm. then those bad feelings come. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I like, I'm so happy, like hearing your story and seeing where you've come and that kind of thing. And I want to say, what was your highest point? Because we just talked about your lowest point. What was your highest point in styling that you were like, this is it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew this was for me. Crazy enough. Like after, after that happened, literally that same year when I, I received an award for, I received a couple of awards before. But I received a uh, stylist of the year, a uh, wardrobe stylist of the year, that same year. Woo! Yeah. That, I love that. That same year I was going, I was so down and so depressed and wasn't leaving. Mind you, I was still styling people around that same time. Yeah. And that's why I did stop. But yeah. It's energy. It's exchange of energy. And when you don't get your cup filled, like it feels, it's just, even though you're doing things that are making you happy, but recharge and resetting is so imperative because energy doesn't lie and energy is very transferable. Like it's contagious. So yeah. even if people don't say, Hey, I'm sad or I'm like angry or I have stuff going on you for some reason as an empath, like I feel like we absorb that without even understanding it. Yeah. And then yeah. it, it like piles up and then we get all these feelings because some of them might not even be yours, you know? What I mean? And yeah. it's just like yeah. yours and a mixture of everybody else's. So it feels even worse. Yeah. 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 That's that about right. Yeah. But I hope that has also made you go, you know what? I need to make a day for myself, self-care, whether it's, hey, I'm going to go get my hair done or I'm going to go buy myself a nice cologne or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, I do. My therapist told me every day you need to do something for yourself it don't even have to be necessary spending money it could be something simple as you watch a movie or you writing or journaling or whatever you need to do something every day for yourself what are your steps of like self-care that you do for yourself to make sure that you maintain that balance with yourself i do watch movies i watch movies I like movies. what's your favorite movie selena I love that. That's my favorite movie ever. I love that. And a journal. I'm, yeah, I'm, I struggle with that right now. I've been trying to do it every day, but I told myself, even if it's a line of, Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm you just going to do it. With yourself today. Yeah. So, oh, I love that. And I think over time when I've done it, I've realized that it becomes easier and easier. So. Make you feel better. Yeah. I have like over eight journals. I love that. How did you get into journaling? I started journaling like, oh, like 2015. Yeah, That's I started okay. journaling like 2015. 
I think for me, I got into it because it was more so as me expressing myself, my feelings. That more so, I wasn't talking to other people because I at that time I, I didn't have a therapy. Yeah, I felt like stuff that you feel in the inside that you mm-hmm. feel like maybe you can't share with friends or yeah. family, and I started journaling, just writing. Like, yeah. My feelings to the point where now, that was 2015, mm-hmm. up to all the way now, I've been journaling ever since then. I love that. Wow. And I feel like also journaling, when you read it, after you write it, from a, it almost feels like you're reading it from a third person's view. Yeah. Where you're like, what? I'm doing great. I was like, I have this going. Like, why am I so focused on this? You know, and it uh-huh. actually brings like awareness to what it is that you're feeling. Not saying like to dismiss it, but to yeah. also be like, wait a minute, I also have all this great stuff going and I'm only writing all the negatives down about it. And I think for me in the past, like whenever I've gotten into a really bad situation, I would write it and I would take that and either burn it or toss it somewhere. And it's just like me saying, I release these feelings. They no longer belong to me. But I love that. And I was going to say, you said therapist, like, did you, well, when did, I know it's like a loaded topic because people are like, oh my gosh, you shouldn't have to see a therapist or X, Y, and Z. But I think therapists are helpful. And I love that therapy. Yeah, She's I love great. that. When did you, what was the point in time where you were like, hey, I really just, I need to take the next step and just talk to somebody? I feel like my life at that time was all over the place. I felt like I didn't really have no balance. I really felt like I didn't have any boundaries. That's and, what I'm working on. <laughs> and I felt like I didn't have no structure. I felt like I was really guarded mm-hmm. sometimes. I felt like I was very argumentative, um, just depending on what the situation is. Yeah. I just felt like my life at the time, I, I, I needed someone who didn't have anything to do with the issue, mm-hmm. but was able to keep, keep you accountable. Yeah, keep me accountable. And everything. What people do to you, I heard it's not about you. It's about them. I, that's my favorite saving grace that I say to myself all the time. And I literally got this tattoo here. It's Kuan Yin. And so she's like the mother of mercy. And it's always to remember to be compassionate towards those people because a lot of the times it's their insecurities and the shit that they're going through that they pour on you. But it's hurtful because we're very receptive to things like that. So, I love you for that. Hell yeah. Yeah, because. <laughs> oh, it didn't work. Oh, but it's fine. Okay. Yeah, but that's so true. And I feel like I needed to have someone who I could just talk to about anything. And not feel judged. Yeah, not feel judged. Yeah. She's great. Her name is Sade Graham. She's great. Woo! Sorry, my applause button isn't working, but I'm going to say woo. Great if you guys time. are looking. She's incredible. She is. She really she really is. And I feel like she has helped me see myself and my value in myself and helped me overcome a lot of things, forgiveness and anger and sadness and mm-hmm. whatever I'm feeling in that moment because I used to have these years of just being sad, not yeah. knowing why I'm sad. Just sad. Yeah. And I don't feel that way anymore. I love that. Because she has helped me able to love myself, not loving myself without boundaries, but loving myself, all of me, 
like all of my flaws, all yep. of my this and things about myself, maybe I don't like. Yeah. But you love all of it because it's a part of you. And it's a balance. There's no, you can't say, oh, all like the shadows are bad. All the yeah. light is good. It's a balance. Like it keeps you in check and it keeps you also of things or somebody is odd or strange. Like those are your spidey senses. It yeah. like tells you like, wow, I'm getting triggered by this. Might be maybe something I still have to work on or it might be that this person might not be a good person for me. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that. When you first started, was it, how was it like, what was the feeling? Were you like uneasy or were you just, I'm ready? When I first started, I felt very defensive <laughs> about things. Yeah. Um, guarded. Yeah, guarded. Yeah. But I was ready for therapy. I felt like I was in this place of, I needed therapy. I feel like everybody needs therapy. Yes. To be honest. Yes. I feel like everybody needs a therapist. I've always said that because therapy keeps you together. And it, it, even if you're having a bad day, you could call your therapist, talk to them, release that off of you to where you're not holding things. And like I said, everybody needs a therapist. And for me, I promote therapy. I, yeah, because I, I feel I'm different from where I started up to now. Yeah. Really different. Way yeah. different. Whole, whole different. I love that. But I also want to say I'm so proud of you for even stepping into that. Because like I said, there's half people are like, yeah, do it. Half people are like, oh, you're being weak. And it's no, it's I need to see something that I'm not seeing. And they like bring all that awareness to you and they make you look at it in a different step. Yeah. And you're right. Without someone that's being heavily involved in your life, because someone in your life could be saying the same things, but it's different because they're so emotionally attached to you you know yeah oh my gosh this is oh i love this and i just wanted to say thank you for coming on here and sharing your story and just being a light and i want to say if there was something that you could tell to your say to your younger self the one that was like at that lowest point what is it that you would say (laughs) that it's going to get better for you god got your back And don't allow people to distract you from your higher calling. Oh, my gosh. And if there's any piece of advice that you want to give to anybody who's thinking about going into the stylist route and doing that kind of thing, what is it that you would tell them? I would say create your own lane for yourself. Don't try to fit in. Be you. And everything go working. Oh, I love that. Oh, this button. Woohoo! <laughs> Sorry, guys. My applause button's not working right now, so I will be the applause. But oh, this has been an incredible time. I'm just so happy that I got to do this with you yes. and I got to put this out. We're going to put that out there. And I feel like we could have a couple more in us at some point. And, yeah. I, and I definitely appreciate you for wanting me to be a part of it. And allowing me to keep styling you and yeah. having you look nice. And this was a great experience and definitely look forward to doing more. Yeah, no, I definitely look forward to working with you a lot more too. And if anybody is looking for a stylist out there, this, um, you want to spell out your Instagram? But Instagram is Styles by DQ. Oh, sorry. Styles oh, by yeah. DQ. <laughs> At Styles by DQ. <laughs> 
Yes. And then I will also include his handle in the summary of the podcast and stuff like that. So you guys have access to him. Thank you guys for listening. I cannot wait till next week's episode. Stay tuned and you guys have an incredible day. And I hope that you take from this episode that you got this. You can do it. You just got to take that step forward and everything will make sense. Yeah. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.